This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 174, episode 174 of the Banner Branch Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Branch Podcast. As you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like Rambling with a Purpose, The Hobby, Be Fit, A Chance to Strive, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Music You're Missing, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, Burnt Toast, Eat the Damn Cake, Drinks After Work, and so many other great podcasts. I'm sure I forgot a couple. And of course, you can always check out Big Night Breaks if you're into sports cards. Every single weeknight, YouTube, whatnot, Facebook, Instagram. You can go down to Patriot Place and go check them out in person. They got plenty of packs, hobby boxes, you name it, it's all there. And you can always follow at Big Night Media on Instagram to get yourself some free tickets. Uh, to Big Night Live for Timmy Ticket Tuesday. Every Tuesday, giving away free tickets for upcoming shows at Big Night Live. And you can always get your Banner Branch Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. Click the Big Night Media tab and click Banner Banter and support the podcast. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Okay, so uh, before we begin, my apolo- my uh, my apologies, my sincere apologies uh, for not having this out at the ass crack of dawn. Um, <clears throat> Dom or Dawn, whatever. My apologies for not getting this podcast out very, very early this morning like I usually do. I am very tired. Um, allergies are kicking my ass. I've worked a lot this week. I gave it my all during that game, and I didn't get home until like 2.15 or so. And let me tell you this right now. Uh, if I if I did that podcast last night, I probably would have lost some listeners. There, I, I'm... Who knows what's going to happen in this podcast, but there, there's a strong chance that I could lose some listeners today because I'm going to try my best to stay calm, but it's it's going to be tough because that was that was embarrassing, that was pathetic, that was stupid, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, my uh, my apologies for not having it out in the morning, and uh, it's noon time now, so uh, we'll we'll get it out for noon for you. But yeah, uh, Celtics lose 109-103, to Game 4 at the Garden, Monday night at 8.30, tip-off won't be till 8.45, do not fucking bitch and moan about it, I've already told you once, it's now been three games, get over it. Uh, the Celtics, they are now down 2-1 to one in the Eastern Conference Finals, they gave Miami Heat home court back, Ugh, Robert Williams didn't play, his knee did not respond properly, and unfortunately Kyle Lowry is back for the Heat and he made a huge impact. I mean, Maybe not like, if you look at the box score, you could be like, oh yeah, only five or six assists or like ten points. But like, I mean, just the first play of the game, you got a rebound, push it up the floor, open three. Ugh. Listen, I hate Kyle Lowry. I always have, I always will. He complains more than anyone in the NBA. He's a fucking baby. I just hate him. I absolutely hate him. I hated him when he was at Villanova. I hated him when he was on the Raptors. I even hated him when, you know, Kawhi Leonard was his teammate. And how can anyone hate Kawhi Leonard? You know, like, I, I, ugh. 
oh, I hate him. You know, if you're you're thinking about like my top five most hated NBA players, he's number one. Yeah, I think I hate him more than I hate Carmelo, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's number one. I hate him. Always have. He's a good player. You know, tip the cap to him. But like, ugh, just the way he plays and complains and ugh. God, I hate Kyle Lowry. And the fact that he came into this game after not playing for like two weeks, missing most, if not all, of that 76er series, and then coming in and making an impact, and then going into the locker room after his first few minutes, and then coming back and helping the Heat out without Jimmy But Oh, God, I fucking hate Kyle Lowry. Anyways, um, Derek White was back for the Celtics, and, well, he didn't do much. So with no Time Lord, Ime had a decision to make. Does he go with Daniel Tice or number 12? And you say to yourself, okay, if he goes with number 12, that's the lineup that seemed to do pretty well uh, in game two, where they blew out the heat. But if he goes with Daniel Tice, that kind of makes sense too. You know, the bench players can still play their roles. Everyone in the starting lineup can still play their roles. That way you really don't have to switch up the game plan. Tice knows how to play with Smart and Brown and Tatum and Horford. They've all done it before. So... uh, this is this is what stings. After this game, the Boston Celtics have been outscored by 42 points in 34 minutes of Daniel Tice playing time. That's right. The Boston Celtics are a minus 42 when Daniel Tice plays in this series. When he doesn't play, the Celtics have outscored the Miami Heat by 41 points in 86 minutes. So they're plus 41 in 86 minutes and minus 42 in 34 minutes. Yikes. By the way, I hate Kyle Lowry. But, like, that's crazy. So, if if Rob doesn't come back, does that mean number 12 starts going forward? Ugh, I mean, I don't know. It It's, <clears throat> I mean, number 12 had an okay game. He scored double digits for the first time back-to-back games, which I've been asking for all playoffs. So, I guess props to him, but was in foul trouble, complained to the refs. God, ugh, nope, nope, dude, nope. Don't do it, Tim. Don't spiral. Don't do it. But, like, excuse me. Uh, just had a burp. Shout out to John Curley. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It, you you got to hope Rob is back. You know, if, what, game two was, what, Saturday? Friday. Game two was Friday. No. Yesterday was Saturday. Oh, God. So, game two was Thursday. So, Rob gets Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. So, he gets three days of rest to come back and play game four. Okay, so maybe Rob plays, maybe he's limited minutes, maybe number 12 starts, but I, I think they kind of have to go away from Daniel Tice here for a little bit, but but we'll see. But listen, I know I was one game behind, but I knew it. I told y'all, I told y'all in episode 172, Bam Adebayo was going to be a focal point, and he was, and he went off, and he was huge for the Miami Heat. He really was. Jimmy Butler did not play in the second half due to some knee inflammation. It will be interesting to see if he plays going forward. Bam got... 31 points, 10 boards, 6 assists, 4 steals, and brought the ball up more than what, kind of like what he did in the bubble a couple years ago. He did everything I thought he was going to do in game two, but just one game later. I mean, the Heat destroyed the Celtics in the paint, thanks to Bam. He took full advantage of Rob not being out there, and it killed the Celtics early. Bam out of bio was fantastic for them. And God, you, you just knew it was eventually coming because Bam Adebayo is too good of a player for the Boston Celtics to only allow him to score, what, like 10-6 and six in the first two games? You knew that was going to happen. So if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, Bam Adebayo's got to be a focal point. Even if Jimmy Butler does play, 
for Ime Adoka and the Boston Celtics defense, Bam Adebayo has got to be a focal point. You've got to slow him down. You really and truly have to. Because the Heat are so hot and cold with their three-point shooting. You know, Max Struss made a couple big big shots. But, like, I don't know. Why didn't the Celtics just put him on the practice squad a few years ago? Like I asked. Oh, God. But here, let me, <clears throat> let me get a few things off my chest. Okay, number one. Is everyone is is everyone happy with Marcus Smart's wannabe Paul Pierce moment? What, what Was it worth it? Like, in all honesty, I know people are probably going to be pissed at me, but I'm angry. But, like, was everyone happy with that? And listen, I get it. He was in pain. It looked bad. And he's a fucking warrior. And I respect how hard Marcus Smart plays. And I get it. He also stuck a three right after, just like it was Paul Pierce. But the game shouldn't have gotten to that point for the team to get energy because Marcus Smart got hurt and came running out of a tunnel. The Miami Heat did exactly what they were supposed to fucking do, and they shut up TD Garden. That place was so quiet in the first quarter, and then Marcus Smart comes out of the tunnel and it was the loudest it was all game. Come on. Cut the shit with that. Unbelievable. Number two is pretty simple. It's the number two, and that's it. The number two. The Miami Heat have won two out of the 12 quarters played so far in this series. Two. They've tied for three, and the Celtics have won the other seven. Two. Two quarters. That's it. Back in the bubble, the Heat beat the Celtics by one throughout the entire series and still moved on to the NBA Finals. So like I've been saying all week, everything you do versus the Heat matters. Everything. How you pass it, how you dribble it, how you rebound it, how you shoot it, how you coach, how you make adjustments, everything matters. They will find a way to beat you. Eric Spolster is that good of a coach. The culture in Miami is that good. 39-18 to 18 in quarter one of game three. 39 to 14 in quarter three of game one. 39 to 18 and 39 to 14. Those are the only times that the Heat have beat the Celtics in any any quarter so far in this series. Unbelievable. And each time that it's happened, the Celtics have lost. It's unbelievable. Like these brain farts have to fucking stop as soon as possible from the Celtics. They have to stop. You cannot let the Heat beat the shit out of you. Because that's all that they want to do. You can't let them do what they want to do. Two, 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 two fucking quarters out of 12. And you have two losses in the series. And listen, the next one, I'm probably going to get some... I literally wrote in my notes here, number three is probably going to piss people off. And I already know what it is. I didn't even write down what, what it is, but I just remember in my head. I don't think Jason Tatum should have come back after he got hurt in the uh, fourth quarter. And listen, that's maybe dumb dumb of me to say, but like in the second half, Jason Tatum did not make a shot. Jason Tatum had six turnovers. That's hideous. That's unacceptable. When he went out with five minutes to go, the Celtics were down nine. When he came back in, the Celtics were only down four. And I know the next possession, Jalen Brown hit a three and cut it to one. But the unit out there was working well together, getting stops and scoring the ball. And if Jason Tatum was turning the ball over and not making any shots, why did he go back into the game? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's very frustrating. And it's obviously very hard not to have Jason Tatum come back into the game. But, like, in the moment, he probably shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, number four is the number four for the four steals that Victor Oladipo had. Where did this come from? 
Victor Oladipo, before he got all of his injuries, was a phenomenal NBA player. So exciting to watch. A great piece for the Indiana Pacers. I think he was an all-star maybe once, maybe twice. Doesn't matter. He was a very, very good player. And he shut Jalen and Jason down. Four steals. Made Jalen and Jason's night a living hell in that second half. He stepped up big for Jimmy Butler. He was unreal on the defensive end. So annoying that you get two all-stars that can't control the fucking basketball. And that brings me to point number five, which may be the, the thing that blows my lid off. Turnovers. Turnovers, 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 turnovers. Like, what in the actual fuck? Holy fucking shit. 24 turnovers? You, you gotta be kidding me. 24 fucking turnovers? You only had 21 assists. The Heat had 9 turnovers. 9. Guess how many turnovers the Celtics had in game 2? 9. Guess who won the game? The team with only nine turnovers. Tatum and Brown had a combined 13 turnovers. The team only had 24. So that means everyone else that played only had nine turnovers. Your two stars. Your two all-stars. Your two top 25 players in the league. 13 out of your 24 rebounds. Tatum had six in the second half. I think Jalen had five in the second half. What in the actual fuck? I don't care about Jalen's... 40-point game. If you ask me, it was a waste of a performance because he can't control the basketball. I have asked this for years, months, centuries, hours, minutes, seconds, military time, Eastern Standard Time, whatever the case may be. Jalen Brown has to work on his ball handling skills. And he just, it, it's just not there. It's just not there at all. Like, Jalen Brown had two turnovers in 18 seconds. How is that even possible? Unbelievable. And because of all these stupid fucking turnovers, you only let the you let the Heat score 33 points off of turnovers. And what I've been saying all week, you can't give the Heat easy buckets because they don't have a great offense. So, if you're if your defense is set, the Heat are going to have a hard time. Ugh, you can't give the Heat easy buckets, especially without Jimmy Butler. I mean, without Jimmy Butler, the Celtics, uh, I'm sorry, with Jimmy Butler, the Celtics were down 15 at halftime. And then Jimmy Butler didn't play in the third quarter, and the Celtics were down 15 at the third quarter. How do you not gain any points when Jimmy Butler doesn't play? Oh yeah, stupid fucking turnovers. The Heat were one steal away from an NBA record. They had 19 steals. And you're at home? And by the way, the Celtics are only at 4-3 at home this year. 4-3. And And to the three friends that I've brought uh, to to games uh, this year, you're never coming back. Just want to make sure that's that's out there. Unbelievable. 24 turnovers. So, going into game four, what, uh, what needs to happen? I know this is going to be a hot take. Okay, ready? I got four things that I think can help the Celtics win game four and make this series tied 2-2. You ready? Number one, take care of the basketball. I'm a genius. I know. I know. I, you're probably standing there applauding. And, and listen, I appreciate it, but just take care of the basketball. Please take care of the basketball. Please, 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 please take care of the basketball. No stupid turnovers. Don't let them have easy points, please. Number two, hit your free throws. Holy mother of God. Now, listen, 
I understand the officials had a couple bad calls last night, including that P.J. Tucker one where Tatum gave him a small nudge and he went all the way to Worcester. Okay? But Celtics fans, you got to realize that if that was Marcus Smart and, like, if you switch P.J. Tucker and Marcus Smart, you would have loved that play. You know that, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. So the Celtics took 16 more free throws. The Celtics missed seven free throws. The Celtics lost the game by six. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Make your fucking free throws. And then make the first punch. Swing hard. If you thought the Heat were going to come out in strong in Game 3, like I did, you did, your mother did, your father did, Ime did, the players did, Brad did, Mike Zarin did, all of it. Everyone, freaking Mike Gorman, everyone knew the Heat were going to come out pissed off, and they did, and the Celtics didn't respond. And I promise you, the Heat are going to come out even stronger in Game 4, so you have to make that first punch, for the love of God. And finally against the zone please find the gaps move the ball move without the ball set some back screens to get guys open get to the soft spots in the zone take a step in if you have to and make a jump shot because i swear to god if this team cannot function against the zone and listen i understand that you know just because you miss some shots in the zone doesn't mean you know you you didn't you didn't succeed but like every single time the celtics see the zone it's like it's like they see a ghost it's so annoying. But yeah, that's it for episode 174 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thanks for your support as always. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Uh, that's it. We'll talk to you Tuesday morning. I will make sure it's out Tuesday morning. I promise you. We'll talk then. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.